to begin the recording. Okay. Oh, it's being recorded. Um, good evening. Today is uh, Wednesday, December 1st, 2021, uh, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, this week's chapter is on Appendix uh, 2, uh, Spiritual Experience, and our speaker tonight is uh, Claudia C. Thank you, Claudia C. Take it away. Thank you so much, Roberto. Hi, my name is Claudia, and I'm a composer over eater. I am so filled with emotion just being with you guys here um, when uh, the 12 steps and the traditions were being read, and also when that preamble, I had never heard that before, uh, was read. I was just so filled with emotion, and I just try to picture myself as that newcomer that came here completely desperate and unable to stop eating and just I was when you guys were reading I was I was looking at you read and I just thought I can't believe how much this changed my life this 12 steps these 12 traditions the welcome the fact that you know I was looking there's around 30 of us here meeting and it's it's amazing it's it's a spiritual experience for me that's the way it feels and Thank you so much for having this beautiful meeting. Um, I Regarding spiritual experience, I was thinking about the chapter, We Agnostics, and um, the, the, part, the paragraph where they kind of introduce the spiritual experience, you know, it goes into like a little footnote. And that paragraph, do I now believe or am I even willing to believe that there is a power greater than myself? I remember when I got the program, even though I had been a spiritual kid, I loved God as a little kid. I loved going to church. I, I wanted to be a religious person when I was a little kid. And what happened to me, now I know, well, number one is I was an addict. I was a food addict. I was a compulsive eater. I didn't know it. Uh, that's a spiritual disease, but I didn't know it. But then what happened to me by the time I got to my bottom, which I, it was, I was 28 years old, is I had blacklisted the God of my childhood, the God I had grown up with. Part of the book talks about, you know, that higher power gets clouded or blocked by calamity. And that's exactly what had happened in my life. We had had some family tragedies and I had just thought like, there is no way with what I knew about God, with what I believed about a higher power back then, that if God really existed, God would not allow this. And I just thought, okay, there goes another relationship, blacklist, because that's what I used to do. You know, if uh, I felt, um, rejected or if I felt betrayed is the word I would just blacklist people forget about them move on so that's what I try to do with God so when I got the program and they asked me this you know it's like am I am I willing to believe in God and I kept hearing people talk about their higher power and 
um, I was thinking that I was going to skip that part. Like I was sure because it was me, you know, me, <laughs> whatever that means, I was going to be able to do the program without higher power. So basically I wasn't willing to believe and I was just going to hang out. I felt really welcome. That was a huge spiritual experience for me. When I came into program, I was very isolated. I was very overweight. I was alone in a country in the United States that wasn't my country. I mean, I, I was with my husband, but we had a horrible relationship. I had two little kids, but these two little kids were a burden, you know, in my mind. So I felt so alone, so isolated. My family was in my country and I just felt so welcome at those OE meetings. That was a spiritual experience right there. So when they talk in the appendix about the spiritual experience, you know, it's, they say that it's, it's a personality change. You know, it's, it's a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery from, in my case, compulsive eating. It manifests in my life. And that started to happen. I was thinking, like, what was that? What was that? What was that spiritual awakening for me? And definitely, like, I have to say, the fact that I got to program and I no longer wanted to die. Every day before I got to program, I wanted to die. I, I always joke, there were two things that I wanted. Number one, I wanted to be thin because I wanted to wait. Number two, I wanted to die. When I got to program and I stayed in the rooms and I started getting to know the people, I was not working the steps. I was not abstinent. None of that happened for me quickly. Five minutes. Thank you so much. I no longer wanted to die. And I think that was, that was huge. But I, to me, that didn't appear like a big deal. But now I look at that and that right there was a spiritual awakening. What else happened? So before I came into program and even in program, I could not stop compulsively eating. I could not stop overeating. So definitely when I got to program, I was eating like a crazy person. And then even in the program, my eating got a little bit better, but I was still overeating. So what happened to me in that respect as a spiritual awakening, as that change that made it possible for me not to overeat every day. Because I swear to you guys, every day I would say in the morning before that spiritual awakening with the food, every day I would say, today is the day I'm going to eat so that I don't keep gaining weight. Because I knew that if I kept eating the way I was eating, like next week I was going to be I don't know, three or four pounds heavier than I was this week. And my clothes no longer fit. You know, I had the, the typical black tights and the black t-shirt and the black coat, you know, and I thought that behind those clothes, you couldn't see how obese I was. But I knew, I knew that, you know, I was, if I kept eating that way, clothes weren't going to fit next week. So what happened to me, the spiritual awakening came in the, in the form of a meeting 
where they were studying this book. They were studying the big book and they were talking about the entire abstinence that the big book talks about. I was blown away because I had no idea. I had no idea. I had never studied the big book. I went to an OI meeting a week. It was a Monday night meeting. Uh, there were amazing, wonderful people there, but I had not heard that concept of abstinence, entire abstinence. And in that chapter of um, we agnostics, you know, what it says at the beginning is very helpful because it talks about, you know, if when I, if when I honestly want to, I cannot quit or I have little control over whatever food or whatever behavior it is that I do with food, then I'm probably addicted to that food or that behavior. If that is the case, then I'm suffering from an illness that only a spiritual experience can conquer. That was such a revolutionary concept. I still remember, and this was about 25 years ago that I got to that meeting. And I still remember when I heard this the, the first time, like it was such a, such a, something that impacted me so much. I remember the room. I remember where I was sitting, where my, what I was looking at. And I just heard about entire abstinence and because I didn't understand what it meant for, for a composable or eater, you know, like I know what it meant for an alcoholic to be entirely abstinent. That was pretty easy, but I didn't understand when I got to OA what that meant. So right there, that was a huge spiritual awakening and the solution of the big book you know, that pretty much it tells me that I have two main problems, right? The physical allergy, the phenomenon of craving is part of the physical allergy and how for that it was right at the beginning. The only solution that we have found that we've seen work is that entire abstinence. So I started trying that and it started working. I had tried dieting my entire life. I went to my first diet doctor at 12 years old and I became a good dieter for a while. But, you know, when the spiritual disease starts getting worse and worse and worse, it doesn't matter how much I know about dieting or how much I want to or what resources I invest. It doesn't matter. I couldn't stop eating for two hours at 10 a.m. in the morning. I was already overeating junk food, sweets, or whatever it was that I knew I wasn't supposed to eat. So that was a huge spiritual awakening, understanding what entire abstinence meant for me as an overeater and, and understanding how it works in a way that the food plan can be different for each person. I was in a meeting where that wasn't the case, but one thing that they told me, everybody followed the same food plan, but one thing that they told me is, if in this food plan, there are any foods that trigger you, that trigger that phenomenon of craving, or that if you like them too much, if a food talks to you, just abstain from it. Because if you don't abstain from it, you're going to eat again. You're going to eat again. Thank you so much. So that was a spiritual awakening for me understanding how entire abstinence worked for me as a compulsive eater and abstaining from those foods and seeing how that really worked. That made it possible for me not to trigger that craving and be abstinent. I remember 
the first 24 hours of abstinence, it was like somebody pinched me. Is this true? Because I, on my own, could not do it. And it wasn't pleasant. I had, you know, I went through withdrawal and, and it was uncomfortable. They warned me. They told me to drink a lot of water. But this was all part of my spiritual awakening. Because when I think of a spiritual awakening, yes, I think of God. But I also think of truth. I think of reality. I think of life on life, life's terms. I think of things as they are. What are things? What, how, how are things for me? What's the number one thing that I needed to recognize when I got to OA? Is that I was powerless over food. That there was nothing I could do. If I put that first compulsive bite in my mouth, it was like Superman with kryptonite. I was done, right? So just being able to hear that, understand that, and then do the things I was told to do was a huge miracle. And then there, there have been so many things that have happened to me that are a spiritual experience where I was thinking, yes, now I have a wonderful relationship with my higher power that I call God. But for me, a lot of what being in fit spiritual condition means is being in reality, life on life's terms, working my steps, on a daily basis, because I was thinking like, what does it mean to be recovered? What, what is it, right? I know that recovered is not being cured. I already tried that one time. And then I was abstinent for two years. I thought I was cured. I got away from the program. And you guys all know what happened, right? You guys know the ending, how that story ended. And I'm so grateful. That experience showed me like, there's no graduation. There's no graduation date from this program. And then I thought, okay, so what does it mean to be recovered? And, you know, I love the promises of the book. And I thought the promises are like this tunnel that, you know, made me, because that's how my life got to program, you know, page 52 in the big book talk, talks about the bedevilments. And I relate to each one and all of these you know I was having trouble with personal relationships I mean I hated people you guys I was so angry I planned a murder for two years that's how angry I was I don't know that I would have done it but I wanted to and I had good reasons it was a pedophile that had molested a child that I loved and we found out about it but that's how my emotional state was. That's, that's the sort of resentment that I came in here with. And that was another spiritual awakening, understanding that people that do horrible things like that is because they're spiritually sick, right? We don't condone it. Of course, we don't approve of any of that, but we understand that man is probably the sickest man that I have ever met. That's a spiritual awakening. Understanding that people give what they have. Understanding that I can only give what I have. Forgiving this person and then thinking, there's really not even nothing to forgive, right? Because if this person did that, it's because he was so sick. 
and feeling compassion for this for for this person that's a huge spiritual awakening in my book and there's been so many so many different things that have changed in my life of how i how i perceive life what i believe what i what i see what i hear and i'm sure it happens to you guys that we're at a meeting and we read the same chapter of the big book and we hear something completely different because we're in a completely different spiritual place or if i'm reading the big book by myself and then i'm in a, in a meeting room and we're reading it together it's a completely different experience it's like where i am at spiritually so to me the spiritual experience and the spiritual awakening has come in so many flavors but i have to say that the most important spiritual experience that i've had or spiritual awakening or the getting closer to truth is the one about my abstinence you know that i need entire abstinence and how how it works you know that i need to not consume whatever is going to trigger that craving or whatever is going to make me cuckoo you know and how it's about honesty with myself 15 minutes thank you so much so that's a huge part of my spiritual awakening and then the other huge part of my spiritual awakening is understanding that you know all the promises they're true i experience them almost every day nine step promises you know that we're going to be happy joyful we're going to feel you know like we have a purpose we will not regret the past etc cetera, etc cetera. and then the 10 step promises i love them too you know the 10 step promises talk about food neutrality i mean i was i lived to eat i lived to weigh myself on the scale to see if i was two grams less than i was in the morning that's how i live my entire life ever since i can remember right but then coming into program and seeing that through the work of the 12 steps you know i i'm neutral with food i'm neutral with the scale i'm at a healthy body weight i have a food plan that i can follow and for me my food plan is a lot about honesty and about surrender it's a very spiritual thing the food plan but then understanding that through the work of those 12 steps i'm going to get those promises that food neutrality how about the promise of we will cease fighting everything and anything i mean i was i was always fighting with something i needed something to fight with that was my nature even if it was in a passive aggressive way i was always fighting resisting and then the the paragraph that comes after those promises in the big book you know that talks about we are not cured all we have is a daily reprieve and it it's based on my spiritual condition and how do i stay in fit spiritual condition is by working steps 10 11 12 and just accepting that and living my life with that prescription for living i i mean it's unbelievably simple but it's incredibly effective you know sometimes it feels like it's it's so simple there's no way it can work but it works every single day i had to do it this morning you know i had to work my steps i had to put a call that i had had um with someone in program i had to i had to 
do a 10 step around it. And I had to see, you know, okay, you know, which one of my four defects, you know, which one of my instincts, because understanding what they tell us in the 12 and 12 about every time I am disturbed, there's something wrong with me. It is a spiritual axiom. So now instead of looking around, you know, I, I grew up as a little kid victim. I had incest. I had different things, you know, that, you know, I was a little victim, but understanding that I cannot afford to be a victim anymore, that I am not a victim anymore. And that every time I am disturbed, I get to look at myself. Even if someone else did something horrible, what they did is not going to kill me. You know what's going to kill me? My reaction. If I hold on to a resentment, if I hold on to fear, and I'm afraid, you know, right now what we're going through. If I was holding on to fear, I'm sure I probably would have lost my abstinence. And we know what that means. As the book says, for us to eat is to die. To eat compulsively is to die. So my spiritual awakening, yes, it has to do with God. Absolutely. I just, God amazes me every day. And it's God as I don't understand God. Because, I mean, like one fellow says in program, he says, it's like a little child trying to put the ocean inside a bucket. I'm only a human. I cannot understand God. But I can experience God. And then that great reality that the big book talks about, you guys, just understanding life and saying, bring, bring it on. Oh, okay, my kid is diagnosed with some disease that I didn't expect. I know higher powers got him. And you know what I recently got? Um, the, the God can. I got a bigger one now. <laughs> this is my new God can, you know, because I was really future tripping and and I was not happy I was not feeling those promises but I I don't have to look out there to see why I'm not feeling the promises I need to look in here I need to look in here I need to write and then all I need to do is be able to turn it over to my higher power and my problem is not that I'm powerless but it's that I fight life that I don't accept that powerlessness I don't get upset because I can't fly I've accepted that fact. I'm not a bird, you know. Time, Claudia. Thank you so much. So that's a little bit of my spiritual awakening. Thank you for being here. And thank you so much for the meeting. Awesome, Chair. Thank you so much, Claudia, for sharing. That was great. All right. We will now now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute chairs. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions to relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone, and the Zoom host will call the raise hands in order. Will the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each chair and announce when time is up? Okay, perfect. Well, let's get started with Betsy O followed by Ann L. Hi, can I go ahead? Okay, so glad to be here tonight. What an awesome share. I love your enthusiasm. Um, One of the things that really hit me about what you said was 
that as a newcomer, you know, that you felt so lonely. Um, and, and when you went to a meeting that you felt, you felt like that was a spiritual experience in retrospect because people were so welcoming and so kind. And it just really hit me because I can, I've had a similar experience that where there's a lot of grace and mercy and acceptance and just unconditional love. And that is such a beautiful place to start when you walk into the doors of a 12 step program. And um, I'm grateful that I, I've been able to find that in my life as well. And, and um, I just wanted to share that. Thank you so much, Claudia. Okay, perfect. Next we'll have Anne L and plenty of more times for shares if people wanna raise their virtual hand. Hi, my name's Anne, I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, Hi everyone. Um, thank you so much for your story. Um, it was amazing. Um, you know, it, it's um, when I stopped drinking years ago, that was when I started overeating. And, um, you know, who knew that when I stopped one, that I would pick up another. Um, but you know what? An addiction is an addiction, no matter what it is. And, um, you know, I, I came once quite a long time ago for a couple of years and didn't have a big book. For me, the most, the biggest spiritual experience for me was finding that the book that I had used so long, I could use for something else. And um, I'm amazed. I'm going to continue to be amazed by um, the big book. Um, it really is for me. Um, a much deeper understanding, a much deeper coming to grips with a 12-step program on a level that um, is much more intense than the one that I started with. And, um, and I needed that. I needed every mistake that I made. I needed every resistance that I showed to my sponsor in this program to get to where I am today. You know, it took me a while to even admit to my sponsor today what everything that I was doing. But once I did finally share the last thing, I was start. It was like a, a the beginning of some freedom in my life. Just the very beginning, just the first step, and um, and I continue to have those beginnings as I continue to work the steps with her. And um, I'm so grateful for all of you in this meeting today um, and, and for being able to share um, a little bit of my story, not a lot of it, but you know, I'm just grateful to be here. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Anne. Next up is Roberto G. Thank you, I'm Roberto. I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, Claudia, thank you so much for that wonderful chair. Um, I love the energy. I love the enthusiasm. Um, I particularly related to what you said there towards the end that it's God as I don't understand God. But trying to understand God is like putting the ocean inside a bucket. I had to take a note of that. I love that um, because I've been, and before I came into program, I thought I knew everything. I thought I was so smart. 
and I thought I was so powerful and, you know, nobody could tell me anything because I just, I knew everything already. So uh, I didn't have to grow. I didn't have to learn. I didn't have to change because I was perfect. Um, yet I hated myself, which makes no sense. And it was just completely insane. Um, but now <clears throat> I just want to know less. I, this, this, this concept of learned ignorance is really appealing to me. Uh, and I pray for that every day. I just, you know, the more I know and the more I try, the the worse I am. So, you know, I just try to do the opposite. I, the less I know and the more I let go, uh, the easier my life gets. I mean, it's just, I, I, I'm living a life today after 10 months, 10 months of being in this program, short period of time. I'm living a life that I didn't think was possible and I'm completely different. And it has nothing to do with the fact that I've lost a lot of weight and, and you know, I like what I see in the mirror and um, and I and I eat healthy. It has nothing. I mean, that's just a symptom. Everything else is great. Everything. My relationship with my kids, work, life in general. It's just it's beyond what I what I um expected. And um, people talk about. I hear people talk about the fear of God sometimes. And um, I I don't I don't have any fear of God. What I fear is what I do when I take over. When I grab that steering wheel. The, the, the wreck that I create for myself and for other people, that's what I fear. Uh, but I don't have any fear of God. So um, you also mentioned um, that you don't, we don't have to understand God and just have to experience it. And I love that. I love that I don't have to understand because I'm, I'm never going to be able to. I just have to experience it and I'm experiencing it. Um, and I'm just very grateful for that. And I pass. Thanks for letting me share. Thanks, Roberto. Next up is Robin, followed by Wendy. Hey, I'm Robin. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, glad to be here tonight. Thank you so much, Claudia, for your for your share. Um, you 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 mentioned something that made me think about there, but for the grace of God go I, um, which is you know, that, that realization of, of, you know, that could have been me. <laughs> um, I had an experience today at work, um, where, um, I, I do dismissal duty. And so I'm waving cars along and there was a parent that was not happy with me at school. And, um, I got called a couple names by her, which is fine. And, um, she, uh, she tore out of there. She, yeah, I had this moment of like, is she going to hit me? Um, she didn't obviously. And, and I was able to, to remain calm. And my, my heart was beating, but I wasn't like, ah, you know, um, I just, I had this, this feeling of, um, the, the thought actually that came into my head was that, um, that line from the big book about people being perhaps spiritually sick. Which was amazing because if you back up 10 years, um, I was really mad at my mom about something that she had done and a, and a, a secret that she had kept. And um, she and I were out on a walk 10 years ago and I was, I was really livid with this woman. <laughs> and I had, we were on a country road and we were walking my newborn son. And I had this thought that if I had just pushed her in front of a car on the road, that it would have looked like an accident. Um, because I was so mad at her for for what she had said and done over the years, and and I obviously didn't do that. Um, 
but the thought was so real to me like it would be so easy to just get this woman out of my life just like that woman might have felt toward me today and um and and i that thought of like there would for the grace of god go i like at the miracle of the program is um that i have and, and you mentioned this too that i have gone i've my whole life have gone to the ocean with nothing not even a thimble nothing nothing at all <laughs> and um within the past you know the past half year have have gone with something more than a thimble a bucket um something to just scoop it up and and you know and and the possibilities are are limitless and it and it's amazing to me um for how the situation turned out and how how i was able to express the same grace toward this woman that i didn't give to my mom 10 years ago so with that i'll pass thanks All right, we will now start the recording for unrecorded questions or chairs. With the Zoom host, please start the recording. 